Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. And after he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I just have to say, every time I hear the word Ephatha, I immediately think of Mufasa from The Lion King, which is definitely not what it says. I'm going to hazard a guess this morning. Some of you, I'm guessing, were probably dragged to church today, or maybe you've been dragged to church in the past, having different plans for your Sunday. And you can't help but think about all the different ways you could use your Sunday morning. Shocking as it may seem, I too have been there and thought that. And I too have been dragged to church and found myself thinking, why did you drag me out of my comfortable bed all the way to church this morning? This story is why. The deaf man was brought to Jesus by some people. It doesn't even say they were his family or friends. Maybe his family couldn't keep caring for him. It was and still is exhausting to support somebody who needs this much help. There's only so much a family can handle. And maybe his friends got tired of having to interpret for him every time he struggled to speak. So his friends and his family aren't there. They're somewhere else. But some people brought this man to Jesus, might even have dragged him out of bed. He might even be wondering, why did you drag me all the way here? Why did you do that? Because God might do something. And between some people dragging this deaf man to Jesus and the end of the story, what happens in between causes everyone who sees it to be overwhelmed with amazement. They keep repeating, he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Yeah, he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So why did someone drag you to church, or why did you drag yourself to church? Why would some people drag a deaf man who could hardly speak from who knows where all the way to Jesus? Because, quite simply, 
God just might do something. You see, this man doesn't just have a physical disability from which he is healed in a miracle. What this man has is a deafness that is just like the deafness we have. He doesn't just have a disability, he has the human condition. What he cannot hear is the one thing that Jesus in the Gospel of Mark wants us to hear. The time is now. Repent and believe the good news. What this man cannot hear is the Gospel. And because he cannot hear the Gospel, he can't speak it. He is deaf in precisely the same way we are. Take me, for example. I know what the gospel says about finding happiness in things. I've heard it a million times. I've even preached it. I know it says that consumerism is not of God. I know it says you cannot buy happiness. Build up your treasure in heaven, not on earth. Use your money to build God's kingdom, not your own kingdom. I even know that the gospel says Living for stuff isn't just a mistake. It's a demonic power that will possess us and drain us of life. But when I see a really pretty dress or a pair of Italian heels, I can come up with a thousand reasons for why I need it. I justify it by promising to get rid of something else in my closet. I have heard the gospel truth a million times. But in that moment, I sigh and I scoop up my little demon of consumerism and go buy something that will probably be forgotten in a month. I know what the gospel says about consumerism, but frankly, I cannot always hear it. And I know what the gospel says about hope. It says that the risen Lord stands in the fullness of his glory and declares to the end of time, I have conquered all things, be not afraid. But when I look at the faces of my parents, the aging faces of my grandparents, when I look at the face of the child I am about to adopt, I am afraid of what the world might bring. And I struggle to hope in the goodness of God in the face of a broken world. I know what the gospel says about hope. I know what it says. But I cannot always hear it. And I imagine I'm not alone. What would it take for us to actually hear the gospel? To actually hear that there is nothing on earth to fear because Jesus has conquered the world? What would it actually take for you to hear that finding happiness in stuff is about as reliable a theory to live by as the earth being flat? I know what it would take for me to hear the gospel. It would take a miracle. Not a pep talk, not some helpful ideas, 
a miracle. God would need to pull open the doors of heaven and come down with a straight-up miracle. It was just some people that dragged this deaf man from his home to this crowd. They dragged him out here because they were hoping God might do something. They were hoping for a miracle. And they bring this man into the middle of the crowd, pushing through all the people. But for him, the chaos is silent. People bump him and apologize, shout for him to move, but he cannot hear. He sees the people who brought him stop in front of an ordinary-looking man, sees one of his friends gesturing, this is Jesus. And then this Jesus has him by the arm. The crowd pushes away from them until they're standing by themselves, and this Jesus stares into this man's eyes, looks right at him, grabs his head, puts his fingers in his ears. He does not pat this man on the back and say, Go in peace. I'll pray for you. He doesn't need a pep talk. The man can't hear. He needs a miracle. And if you want my honest opinion, that's the world I know. A little touch of good news isn't going to cut it. Because if you've looked at all at the world lately, we need a miracle. Have you looked at the world lately? Not even a couple weeks ago, a pastor took his own life because he was so depressed. We have enough food to eradicate world hunger, but we're too selfish to do it. Kids in school are being bullied. We are up to our eyeballs in debt trying to create a life of convenience. Levels of stress have gone up, but job satisfaction has gone down. We do not just need a pep talk. We need a God-given miracle. So Jesus grabs this man's head and shoves his fingers in the man's ears. He smears spit on the man's tongue. He looks up to heaven and sighs, be opened. And by the power of God, he rips away what kept this man deaf and mute. Y'all, it's an aggressive miracle. But that's what it takes to hear the gospel. Fingers in our ears, Jesus sighing to heaven. It takes a miracle to hear the gospel. And it would take a miracle. For us to actually hear, we do not need to be afraid of not having enough because God will provide. It would take a miracle for us to actually hear that we are lo worth loving because God loves us. It would take a miracle for us to actually hear that our enemies deserve being forgiven because Christ has already forgiven them. It would take a miracle for us to actually have the words to speak to those we love and to those who are hurting. It would take a miracle for us to actually look at death and hear that God will raise us to life. It would take a miracle for us to actually hear that the people we love the most belong to God first. It would take a miracle for us to actually hear that we are the church sent out to witness to the last, the least, and the lost. So we drag ourselves to church, even on days we'd rather not, because God just might show up 
and shove his fingers in our ears, smear spit on our tongues, and set us free to hear and to speak. There was once a professor named Sample who taught worship at a Methodist seminary. And Professor Sample absolutely hated the hymn, I Come to the Garden Alone. He hated it. He would prance around the class, singing the song sarcastically, of course, explain, and I quote, that it was a sentimental and la-di-da tune. Other than that, he'd say, it's fine. And the class would roar and laugh as he'd prance around the class, making fun of this hymn. Professor Sample just couldn't hear much gospel in it. But at the end of one particular class, a young woman waited to talk to Professor Sample in private. And when she finally got his attention, she looked him square in the eyes and said, Don't ever do that again. And she continued to explain how from age 11 until she was strong enough to fight back at 16, she had been hurt by her father every day. And every night after being hurt, she would go outside into the garden and sing, I come to the garden alone. And the voice I hear falling on my ear. None other has ever known. How is it that a young woman who was hurt by her father every day for five years is able to hear the gospel? It's impossible. It is absolutely impossible for a teenage girl with that demon howling hate in her ears to somehow hear the gospel truth that I love you body and soul and you belong to me. How is it possible? It would take a miracle. But our God makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Doesn't he? Doesn't he still? Mark wants us to know that there is no one working harder than the Lord who walks alongside us every single day, putting his fingers in our ears, grabbing our tongues, and crying to heaven, Be opened be opened so that we might hear the gospel and in so hearing it we might confidently go out and proclaim it so be opened by the power of heaven be opened in the name of jesus christ be opened and hear gospel. Let us pray. Lord, it is no easy feat to hear the gospel truth. How often we forget the gospel that you continue to open our ears to hear. So today we ask for an honest-to-God miracle, 
We ask that you would open the floodgates of heaven, that you would stick your fingers in our ears, that we might hear your gospel truth, that we might be set free, set free from the stress and the burdens of this world and of this life. Open us, Lord, to live a life completely freed in your kingdom and not our own. Lord, this world needs more of you. So today we ask that your presence be made known, our ears be opened, and our tongues be loosened. In your name we pray. Amen.